Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. In today's show, we're talking sex and more sex. And you guessed it, even more sex. From the best positions for her to orgasm, to how to get in the mood for masturbation, to porn in the bedroom, this show will change your sex life and your relationship. So thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. I've got a quick question for you. Are you getting enough? You know what I mean? Are you getting enough? Are you getting enough something, something? I bet you'd love a little more. Well, adamandeve.com wants to give you more with 10 free gifts. I don't even get 10 gifts a year. I mean, okay, so first you get a sexy surprise for her. Something that's specially selected for him. It's a toy or something he likes, you know what I'm saying? And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you get six full-length adult movies on DVD. How rockin' is that? Number 10, free shipping on your entire order, no matter what you get. No matter what you get, you can get lube, you can get a cock ring, you can get laundry. Adam and Eve has everything you want and you get free goddamn shipping because when you people gouge me for shipping, I am over it. I don't care how bad I wanted it, I'm upset. So check out adamandeve.com for all of your sex fantasy needs that you want fulfilled. They have it at Adam and Eve. Select any one item. It could be an adventurous toy, like I said, lingerie, literally anything you desire. And if you're one of those couples that you're like, oh, we want to spice it up, but we can't not talk about it. They've got games. They've got really cool games that you can buy, like a board game that asks you guys questions about what you like in bed so you don't actually have to do it, but the board yeah, the board game made me do it. So buy something fun to like spice it up and have a good time because it's sex, you guys. Sex is fun. Make it even better. So just enter offer code EMILY at checkout and you'll get 10 free gifts. Go to adamandeve.com today. Select one item and 10 free gifts and free shipping. Use offer code EMILY at adamandeve.com. Do it now. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I love you. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out our website. It's awesome. We update it every day with blogs and posts and things and videos and whatever that will change your life. And it's so funny because a lot of people, a lot of you um, follow me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, which is all Sex with Emily. And I found that a lot of people don't, they're kind of just really into my Facebook page or they're really into my Twitter and they might not know about the podcast. So you guys should also check that out because it's a really good time they're there not on the social media. So, yeah. Who's not? The people that only like your Facebook or Twitter, are, they're not listening but to But these this. people, what I'm saying is you people listening, my listeners, you might be like, oh, yeah, I listen to your podcast, but I don't follow you on Twitter yet. Oh, I so see. what I'm saying is I've got tons of followers. I mean, my Facebook page is blowing up. It's like 280,000 likes. That's a lot. That's quite a few likes. A lot of people are thumbing you up, up. Yeah, up they're thumbing up. Mm-hmm. And I love that because it's actually interesting. I write for a lot of different uh, blogs and stuff too. So if there, if you're more of a reader or there's tips you want to, you know, just check out real quickly, like every day we're posting new stuff. So I just think you'll have a really good time there. Facebook.com slash sex with Emily. And I've got some big news. So, you know, I've been doing these popular hustler workshops and we are now turning them into a monthly event. That's right in hustler Hollywood, the infamous hustler Hollywood store. 
They've been so popular and successful, which feels so good. Because you know it's scary, Aaron, to say when you like have a party and you're always afraid no one's going to come. I actually have. That's to why me. I don't have birthday parties. When I was in although junior, tomorrow night I am. Why? Junior high, one person showed up. It was horrifying. For a party? I never. I, I still haven't recovered. Yeah. Wow. Brutal. Yeah. Did, yeah. My what? parents. My parents. Was I just it Christmas? Moved. Like why I, did it was no a one Christmas come? party? And I, I was just, kidding, but. I just moved to a new neighborhood, and uh, my parents were like, you should get meet some friends. And my mom made little, like, invitations with Santa's face and, like, on his beard. It said, like, the time and date. One person showed up, and her name was Rhonda, and she had a crush on me, and it was uncomfortable. Oh, how old were you? I was 12. Oh, sweetie, that's really tough. <laughs> I've still not recovered. If middle school isn't hard enough yet. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like, people are like, you must love parties. I really don't, and I get nervous. Like, what, you know, whatever. What if people don't come hey, and they don't have fun? If Santa had like sex party on the on his beard, you people would have shown up. I know you should have nothing to be concerned about. I know these are these are popular, and I and I'm really glad because you know what's been really cool is the last one I did was um, what was that one last? It was month? Lynette, right? Mar- May twelfth. Oh no, that was that was uh, Lynette's live podcast. But the oh. last one I did was about masturbation. Oh, masturbation month. This one is going down with Emily, and it's a workshop. For men and for women, all about improving your oral sex skills. So, oh, going down, I get it. Going down, get it. I thought you guys were talking about going to Australia or something. No, no, Australian no. Although, cruise. I'm so glad you brought up Australia. Are you? Yeah. Why? I just want to say hello to all my Australian fans and listeners. We, it's crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like 20, 30% of our listeners are from Australia now. It used to be 10%. They love their sex. And I want to know what the hell's going on down there that you're all listening to me because I love it and I want to hear from you and um, email me more. I've been hearing from some of you, but welcome aboard. I can't do my accent right now. Um, So that's awesome. (laughs) Welcome aboard. They don't say that. Okay, listen. um, Also, if you want to RSVP, you can do it on Facebook. There is a Facebook invite, which I believe is attached to my Sex with Emily page, or a really easy way is HH, as in Hustler Hollywood, RSVP at L, as in Larry, FP.com. So Larry Flynn. Flint Productions. Productions.com. So LFP, HHRSP at LFP.com to save your seat. The last one was amazing. I have fans there who've been listening for 10 years. It's crazy. What, and I, I hope that they're Hustler at least Hollywood. What? 30 years old at this point. Right, exactly. They weren't like 20-year-olds. They're very sweet. What, what, the, what's the date again? What time? Where? It is, oh, I didn't even think I said. <laughs> Thank no, you very much. Wednesday, June 24th from 7.30 to 9 p.m. And it's all about improving your oral sex skills. And last time was a blast. We have like champagne and drinks, and um, which is the same thing, and snacks. But also we do like a shopping with Emily after. So I took people around and like showed them my favorite toys and what they like. And it's a small pick little store right too. Vibe. It's an intimate no, it's little a big store. store. Uh, but, but for like sm- an event but, like this. Right. Oh, the, the event space is- It's the, not Walmart. No, it's You're not. Oh, Emily. dude, it's not Walmart. No, we hang. We Like I hang with people. We like have long talks. It's a really fun time. I have to say, I really, it's really been gratifying. And, you know, after doing this show for 10 years, I, I really hadn't taught workshops until this year and it's amazing. So it's really fun. How have you been? What's new with you, Anderson? I've been good. I've been good. Actually, I just found out today that uh, the very next day, uh, right up the street, I'm going to have one of my shorts is going to be playing at the the Chinese Theater. It used to be called the Man Chinese, but the Chinese Theater... Uh, seven o'clock. Uh, my short as well as eight other shorts are going to be playing there. Dude, that's huge to yeah. get into a film festival. What's the festival called? It's called Holly Shorts, and uh, they, they it's like, like Hollywood, another... but Holly Short. I guess so. I, I don't know what the significance. Dude, of that's the name ma- is. that's like a block from my office. That's really major, right there on Hollywood you Boulevard. Gotta you gotta come. Oh, I'm, I'm so I'm already coming. It's, I'm already there. You're uh, already coming. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm proud of you, so honey. So go to, go to uh, yeah, and I have many people to thank, but you're definitely one of them because you uh, definitely gave me the words of encouragement that I needed when I was kind of like going, I don't want to have people work on my films for free. It feels gross. And you're like, just do it. People like working for free. If they like I didn't you. say that. I said interns, people will get a lot out of it. I and, got so many hundreds of man hours you, that I Hundreds of people came. My interns my came. People. They had a blast. 
So yeah, come on down. Uh, you'll see Emily. You'll see me. It'll be a good time. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'll tweet that the crap out of it. So wheat. Thank you, kid. Um, I love it. So I also have to give you guys an update. So last week with Anderson, I was talking about um, a guy that I, you know, I, I said that I was, our show was about vacation, uh, summer Summer sex, like summer, ha- sex, yeah. summer dating. Hot, steamy, summer, summer, sex. summer is the time we all feel sexier, and everyone's dating. Testosterone spikes in men, serotonin spikes, all that stuff. So I was talking about that, and I told a story that I too, I too, am starting to date again. I've always been sort of a a reactive dater, like just kind of dating guys who I met. And I figured, you know what? I, I got to practice what I preach. I mean, not that, like I just never dated online. So I've been trying out these apps and. So I've been doing that, but I also had met a guy in person, and we a went out. A friend of a friend, which friend is the, of best, a the best way to meet people. Exactly. And I had met him. He was a friend of a friend, super cute guy. And we went on a date, and we had a good or he came to my house. He left his jacket when he left. Left his jacket. You guys didn't bang. We did not bang. We just hung out. And then he was, like, leaving. He goes, I know this is weird. I don't want to seem like a needy guy, but what are you up to this weekend? And I said, oh, I'm around, you know, just I got time here and there. And then I didn't hear from him all weekend. And then I realized he left his jacket at my house. And then like a few days, few days went by. He might have sent me like a benign text on Saturday night, like, "Hey, what's up?" But not like, "Let's do something." Also, as a reminder, he he set up the date, like, "Hey, can I come over and we can play Scrabble?" Right, right exactly. That's a red flag right there. I'm, Why? Because he didn't even bring the Scrabble. Let's play some Scrabble, and then I'm not going to bring it. And I'm going to leave my jacket when I leave. I know. This I guy's know. shady. It's, he wasn't shady at all. I mean, I didn't think he was shady, but I also give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm not a judgmental person by nature. So I really no, don't you see say, the good in people. I do. I really do. Unlike you sometimes. You know how you are. Very true. Yeah. I know. So anyway, um, he came over and I said this that we, um, oh, and then a few days later he said to me, he texted me out of the blue. It was like Wednesday night, like a week later. And he said, I'm in your neighborhood. I want to know if I could stop by just for 30 minutes just to say hi. And in my mind, I had already gone through the whole thing of thinking, well, maybe it wasn't a great date and he just probably wants his jacket back because I haven't heard from him. And I said, listen, it's cool if you just want your jacket. You know, I can leave it for you outside or just come in and grab your jacket. And he's like, no, 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 I want to see you. So he came over and he said, listen, the reason why I didn't call is because I, I actually really think I could like you. And I was so sh- surprised by that because I, in my mind, what, like we often do is we often like think about, we trip on things. But when it comes to dating, we think, oh, we didn't call because of this or, oh, my God, he probably won't call or yeah, we, she won't call because of this or that. And usually what we assume in our mind is not what is true. We talked about this last week. You right. were at this point last week. That too. was a point. Right. So now I'm saying what happened was um, he said that and then we made plans for this weekend. Well, what I, plans? I'm just recapping. We made plans. OK, so we made plans to go to Malibu on Saturday during the day. But I had to move those to Saturday night because work has been really busy because I'm interviewing new assistants. And I said, how about we do something in the evening? It's ironic that your work about relationships takes precedent over your actual relationships. That's the story of my life. Yeah. I like it. sad. Thank you. So, no, it's true, though, because I've been intensely looking for new help. And so he... And then I moved to Saturday night. Well, what happened was I had some clients come in town that I had to see Saturday night. So I canceled. And I sent him a really nice email and I said, this has nothing to do with you, but I would really, I would like to see you again. And I just can't tonight. And he emailed me and he said, um, why not text? Why didn't you guys text? He texted me. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Text. Sorry. It was a text. He, he said, he said, yeah, cool. Next week. And they said, scratch that. I'd love to see you again, but let's wait a while. That's three reschedules between the two of us. I have the transcript transcription here. That's three reschedules between the two of us in one week. It's cool. I get it. We're busy. Hey, it happens. Then a minute later, one minute. One minute. Okay. I dig you too. I just can't date under circumstances like this. And I know it would always be this way with you. However, I love your face and all as well. Okay. I have two things. All okay. right. Mm-hmm. A, he's right. It will always be like that. Sorry, Em, but yes, you will be rescheduling but, for the entire relationship. 
But I wonder if I would have rescheduled. And you'd be rescheduling your trip to to get dialysis. No, but no, no. If I liked him, him, if I liked, if I was really, really into him, I might not have taken. You wouldn't have have blown off your clients, no matter who it was. Em, you you would have rescheduled. You're a rescheduler. You reschedule on me all the time. It's okay. That's all right. I am a rescheduler. B, that guy, uh, fuck him. Yeah. Right, with the everything is cool, and then one minute goes by, and he's just sitting there thinking. He's he a little, thinks too much. He's, he thinks he's like way a chick. too much. Right. Yeah. I think it was like a case of like reverse rejection, which is a classic move, because he felt rejected, and then he rejected me back right it's away. Made. Right. Exactly. So I just feel that's what it was, and you know what? Good for him taking care of yourself, I guess. But it's a little bit like I really would have gone out with him again, and what, I didn't respond yet. What are the chances are that he hears this? Pretty good. Well, okay. I'm glad you brought that up as uh-huh. well. Every, I've talked about this in the show, talked about this in the show, that every guy I date always says they don't listen, nor do they follow me on Twitter or Facebook or anything. Right. But then every guy I date, I get into trouble somehow because they're like, oh, you had a date or blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I talk about things that are like out of context, whatever. So he said he has not yet listened to my podcast. So I'm just going to assume that he doesn't. And But I did say to him, I said, listen, if you do, I know you're saying you don't. And if you have any questions about things that, that bother you or you think like it's What's something, the best position? No, just because sometimes I say things and like there was this guy I was dating like last year or something and I, my friend had called me on the phone and said something about she was dating a guy and she was feeling like, why am I having sex with a guy who doesn't even like, I feel like he doesn't really care about me. I feel alone when I'm with him. And so I tweeted something that said, what you, a guy, you, um, a guy that doesn't care about, uh, something like to the effect of. A guy that doesn't isn't into me wasn't on your list. Why is he in your bed? Or something like that. Or a guy that isn't. Sure, it was very poetic. It was poetic. It was more poetic than that. So the guy I was dating at the time freaked out, screen grabbed it, thought it was about him. I'm like, it totally wasn't about you. He was my best friend. Narcissist. I'm like, I thought you don't read my Twitter. So I don't know if he's going to listen, but let me just say this to this guy. I think he's awesome and I would have gone out with you again, but now I think we figured this all out and we're moving on. And I'm still dating. Congrats on being on the market there, Em. Playing the field. It's actually really fun. My family's in town right now, too, though, so I don't have a lot of time today. Oh, I'm having a birthday party tonight. You're going to come. I am. With my friend Anna David, and we did an awesome Larry, podcast. Larry David's daughter? No. No. But Anna and I did a podcast a few weeks ago and about online dating, and it's been a hit. So check it out. I think you'll all enjoy it. And now we've got some sex in the news. Love it. I know you do. It's so my cute. My favorite, yeah. Famous hot spring shut down because people kept having orgies in it. <laughs> Imagine that. What else is he doing in hot springs? But this was in Japan. Ooh. So all the vaginas were tiled as they were having sex. Tiled? Japanese porn. They always tile Oh, okay. Got it. I don't. Oh, they cover it up? In the porn. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Really? Mm. That's why they're all virgins. Remember the guy last week in the news who was like, he was being very benevolent and having sex with virgins in Japan? Yeah. Anyway, the hot springs in Japan, these famous hot springs have been closed down after multiple reports of orgies. <laughs> the secluded baths just outside Tokyo apparently- attracted a lot of exhibitionists over the last year. Authorities have gotten multiple reports from locals and others, um, bathers, of inappropriate behavior. But the pot springs were not shut down until a videotaped orgy between at least 15 men and 7 women broke out in the hot springs. For the record, the spring apparently only seats 10 comfortably. Oh, no. That's quite a... Fire law. Conge- but that's so Japan. Like, you think about the trains in Japan when you're all smushed together. You might as well be smushed together at an orgy. Um, you can imagine how many people... No. What? They actually have people in the subways that I know. their job is to use. They're like uh, they're like ushers. They work for the train stations, and they actually put their feet on your back and push you 
into the uh, I car. I know, I know. Have you and seen then, that? There's yeah. a video of this. I've seen it. So you'll and go I've up to the heard... car, the door's open, and then a man will come up behind you who's paid to put his foot on the small of your back and sh- smash you in there. It sounds horrible. I've heard this, and then I've also heard there's inappropriate touching on the trains. Oh, you think? Well, well, dude, you're all smushed up. So the hot springs weren't, they were shut down. The guy videotaped it, um, and the local tourism board is embarrassed mm. about the spring's reputation, which is sad because it's like a probably natural hot spring. And think of all the poor monkeys that probably had to kick out of there. I know. To begin with. I know, and the, and the resort was always promoted as a perfect tourist attraction. They said it was a just... tough decision. Now it's just orgies. Where else are they going to go for orgies? So I, it's funny because I think about other hot springs in LA that you go to. Because I remember in, in San Francisco, you go to Big Sur, like no. outside. There, I mean, I see signs for them. I don't trust them because of reasons like this. Because of orgies. The, the only time I've been in a hot spring was uh, really great. It was in Yellowstone, and it was uh, a really great hot spring. Beautiful. Too bad. No, whatever. Sorry, Japan. Okay. I love the 15 guys, seven girls. See, that's so typical. So typical. You know I mean? Why aren't there 15 girls taking over that thing? Because they don't want to be in an orgy. I know. As I much as not. men. I know. That's true. Good point. Okay. Survey says 41% um, say they feel frisky after going for a run, which I can relate to because I'm a runner. So for many runners, the finish line can be found in the bedroom, according to a 2005 survey. By Brooks Running Company. They make great running shoes. Of course, 40, 40, these guys are the ones that come up with this number. Whatevs. Get them some press. But here's the thing. I agree with it. 41% of U.S. respondents experience a post-run euphoria that propels them under the covers. So it says that they uh, they uh, queried 1,000 adult runners, those 18 and over, who reported running once a week. And they, the study was published in the scientific journal. It said last month found that speedy endurance runners may enjoy better sex lives, better sex lives and higher sex drives. So if you'd rather go a shorter distance, just bring your partner along to reap the benefits. Because also, 66% of runners believe they have more sex when they run with their partners. And that's not surprising because I always say the couples that play together stay together. Because when you do an adre- adrenaline pumping activity with your partner... Something scary or running or high, like jumping out of a plane or paragliding or mm-hmm. hiking. It doesn't matter. It pumps your adrenaline and it connects you in that way. So that would make sense. It's great for early dates, too, because it gets rid of a lot of that, that nervous energy you might have. Like yeah. if you guys go like on a some like rock climbing or something like that. I used to do that. On a first or second date, like you're going to be nervous anyways, and now you can get some of that nervous energy out by doing right. physical activities. And, and, and it bonds you because of the serotonin. So you associate the good vibes with your partner of the serotonin that's spiking, which makes you want him or her even more and vice versa. That's also from women's health. But it's not only running that'll put you in the mood, enjoying, like I said, enjoying any physical activity. Physical activity together can boost your self-esteem. So go hiking, do something different. And even if you're in a relationship right now for a long time, you want, I always say it's summer, like do something different because that will connect you. Even if you're taking a class together, couples get disconnected a lot. So do something different. Even doing just a new activity. Like if it's not athletic, what? They take work. It's work. It is work. A I know. successful relationship is work. I know. And it's and like don't bemoan it, people, because I don't I say work, but it's like the best kind of work that you can experience, I think, because if being in a relationship when you go deep and you make it last is gratifying. Worth having is worth working for. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And I know this through my work where I work. Yeah. Unfortunately hard. you work so hard on that a show for other people's relationships that you end up with needy guys. Who send you a text one minute later saying, you know what? After thinking about it for a full 60 here, uh, <laughs> you're a pain in the ass. I don't like how he flipped. I know. He it was weird. So I was like, oh, good. He's cool. And then he was like, you'll always be this way. Yeah. Well, he's right. But don't start off with, hey, you know what? It's happened three times. What are you going to do? It's okay. We'll get it's together in a week. It's kind of a chick-like move. And then, you know, now that I think about it. Nah. You know what? It saved us both a lot of, a lot of really boring dinners. Plus, and... embarrassment for, actually, you might already be there. 
because of your friend's friends. Like, hey, so it what was, happened with John? It was a friends of a friends of a friends. Okay. It was very distant friends. It was like, friends. It was like degrees. 16 okay. degrees of separation. It's all good. And you know what? Here's the thing. I always say this, but I hope, like, if I ever see him, like, he's a cool guy. We'd be friends. I mean, not BFFs, but there's no hard feelings. He was. He doesn't know, sound whatever. cool. Okay, let's get into some emails. Hey, real quick, yeah, talk about uh, your earlier in the show. You were talking about the magic wand. Oh, okay. Now it's not plugged into the wall anymore, yeah. uh, which is great. And I, I mentioned you can take it on camping, and you know, all, you can take it on the plane if you like. You don't need a plug anymore. Do they have any like uh, you know? There are all sorts of earthquake kits and whatnot, and people should have canned goods and water on hand. Do they have like a hand crank uh, vibrator? So like in the apocalypse, it's you could so still... funny. They used to have it. Like, well, in San Francisco at Good Vibrations, they have. If you go to the one on Polk Street, if you're ever there. Oh, Polk Street, love it. Watch my dad get hit on uh, by a guy on Polk Street. You did? Yeah. Yeah, Polk Street's a little like that. Um, but they have an antique vibrator museum, and it's so cool. They look like huge appliances, like mixers and stuff, and they do have hand-cranked ones. But now they don't. They should have, like, yeah, no, I don't I think they do. I would think that if you're vigorous enough, you'd be able to get one that like charges itself with the motion. You know right, what I mean? or solar-powered. Or solar, but then you got to be outside, and that could burn your inner. Yeah, that's true. No, they don't have that, regions. but I'm really excited about it. I, I actually, like I said, I had one of the first ones, and I'm blown away by it because I've had the magic wand for probably 15 years, and it is a little, it's an improvement. I mean, there's two, because they're used to, like I said, just one speed, like it was really strong or really, really strong, and this one has like the different vibration patterns and stuff, and it's just, it's lighter to hold, and it's a good time, people. That really is magic. So it is magic. All right, mm. emails. You got some good ones? Yep. And I want to thank everyone for emailing me at feedback at sexwithemily.com. Are they giving you the pertinent information that well, you've been asking for? Well, the pertinent information that I would like is your name, where you're listening from, and your age. And Pups. a picture. Topless if you feel like You Randy. sound like Mike Catherwood now from Love. Ah, but I mean a picture. At least a picture. Really? Nice. Why? Why not? We live in a digital age. We should see who we're hearing from. Plus, if like... There's a, a a woman who's like saying, you know, he's a real asshole to me all the time. And we I'll can, say he looks like an we asshole. Can, we can uh, look at her. Picture. I'm not Do a I... judgmental person. I'm okay. not going to say he looks all like right. an ass. Okay. All right. Okay, but thank you for that, Anderson. You, you're welcome to send pictures. No dick pics. No dick pics. I don't want them. Boob pics. Not no bad, one wants though. them. No boob pics either. Okay. You can send them to Anderson. What's your email? <laughs> okay. Hey, Emily. I'm a new male listener, and first off, I love the show, and I've learned a lot listening to you. I have a question about positions. Sex with my girlfriend is amazing, but she orgasms mostly when she's on top, going back and forth. I want to keep things interesting for us as well as make her orgasm. What kind of positions would be good for giving her that kind of dual stimulation? Thanks, Brian. Uh, thanks, Brian, for listening. I'm glad you're a new listener and you're loving the show. That makes me feel so good. Why exist? Okay, here's the deal. It's it's very common for women to be able to orgasm on top. I think it's the most common way that women orgasm because she can grind against your pubic bone and stimulate her G-spot and her clitoris at the same time. So it's common for women to do the grinding thing. But I love you, Brian. I love that you're like, let's mix this stuff up. Um, but girl on top, not the only way to provide her with a double pleasure. Missionary position can be a winner for a lot of ladies in this way. So let me tell you about the coital alignment technique. I think it's been a while since I've talked about it on the show. So I think it's the perfect sex position because the definition of making love is slowly rubbing a woman's clitoris with your penis. That's my definition. Um, yeah, I don't so, think that's a real definition. No, I just made it up. Yeah. So the cat's position starts out with the good old-fashioned missionary, good old-fashioned missionary. So when you, so missionary, if we don't know, she, you're on top. So when you enter her, all you do is you scoot up a few inches higher than usual. Your body should be flat up against her. 
She wraps her legs around your body or ankles, locking you into lovemaking. So she's wrapping around your legs as you're on top of her. There's no getting away. Think pelvis to pelvis rather than in and out, okay? So you're not, you're pelvis to pelvis. The motion is more of an up, is the motion is an up and down, steady rocking with a focus on where clitoris is on the base of your penis. So you're going up and down, back and forth, and not in and out. And this position is highly orgasmic for a lot of women. So I know you like darting your penis in and out as fast as you can. (laughs) Men love the darting of the in and out. You hate the jackhammer. You hate it. I just, I don't love it. And I think that women in their young years try, think that that's what it should be because they saw that in porn. Guys in their young years think that that's what it should be. And if you're doing it like a pogo stick, in and out pogo, buh, 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 it's doing nothing for clitoris. So make her orgasm. Trust me, you do. Try the cat position. Can I tell you something? Yeah. This is uh, the first tip that I remember you saying years ago. Really? It's been a couple years now. Yeah. I used to talk about it all the time. We were just talking about it. It's my favorite tip I think you've ever given. Did you ever use it? It's just a good tip. I'm a married man. I don't do anything. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Can you get your wife in here? She would love to be on the show. She would so not like to be on the show. I don't know her that well, but I I think I'd like want to party with her. (laughs) Uh Um, Very private lady. Make her love into the cat position. Also, you can go into doggy style. The next night, doggy style is great. If she, you can use a vibrator. You can rub her clitoris. That's another great one. Um, but I think that's a pretty good one. I think you should start with cat. That's totally different. Also, what do you wait, call it? What's it called? Cat coital alignment technique. Uh-huh. If you go to my website, sexwithelmy.com, and you Google cat, cat, see like cat, like right. meow. Yeah, I get it. It'll come up, and you'll see a picture of it. Of a cat or the actual the coital? actual position. Okay. Oh, speaking of, I don't even know why I just thought about this. It popped in my head. I guess I was thinking of the in and out and how we think that's how sex should be. I had the talk with my, so my nieces are in town. How old? 15. Oh, no. 13. Oh, Jesus. Seven. Jesus. One of them, she's like almost 16. Or she should be 16, whatever. So she's a sophomore, junior. When you talk to that one, do you say, I work on a show called Make Love well, with Emily? Okay, so here's my issue. So my family has been very Birds protective about. Yeah. What I do. I don't blame them. You babysat the one and she was like going through your books. Exactly. Or right? Well, that was like years ago. She that's was playing Barbie that, dressed up right. with your dildos. No, just listen. She was like 10, came to my house, slept over. You've all heard this story. It's actually, I posted a picture on my Instagram today of them, Sex with Emily. And someone posted, Is that the one who found your books years ago? So, yes, it was. But the one I was talking to was not the one who found the books. What happened was she slept over years ago and she was 10 and she, I had all my sex books in my apartment and she went home to her mommy the next day and said, Why does every book in Aunt Emily's shelf have the word sex in the title but anyway this and is that the, one's 15 the one with year old. two kids now right no she's okay. 13 the 15-year-old i thought to myself what's kind of been pissing me off is that my brother and my sister-in-law i love them to death but they've been really protective of it and i realized that i was out with a friend's kid a few months ago that i've known for a long time from childhood and she's like 12 and she saw that he followed me on instagram and she said and she's younger and she said oh i what is it I, is that bad is that dirty i think it sounds like you have sex with everyone I don't even know if she knew what sex was. She was 11, and, I, and we had a long talk about it. I said, no, I actually give advice. I help couples. I, and, and she goes, oh, I'm glad to hear that. And I thought, I've never even had this conversation with my nieces because my family's so weird about it. So anyway, I was out with the 15-year-old the other night, not the 13-year-old, but I said to her, listen, this is what I want to tell you, sweetheart. Were you guys at Hustler? No, we were at dinner at the Sunset Tower Hotel. Okay, okay. It was very nice. And I said to her, listen, I know that there's some weird stuff going on. Like, I'm a doctor. I have a doctor in human sexuality. And, and I help couples with their sex life and their relationships. And I'm not going to have the birds and bees talks with you. But what I realized today was that my parents growing up always said to me, 
They were very, I thought they were very open. They said, Emily, if you ever have any questions about sex, come to me. But I never did. I was like, hey, mom, this boy kissed me. I don't know. So I said, you know, but that wasn't, I never went to them. And what I realized, I said, I said to her, just so you know, sweetie, the reason why I started this show 10 years ago is because I realized that I didn't have a lot of information around sex. I never even masturbated. And then she got all really shy. And I'm like, I don't know if you have, you don't have to tell me. I said, a lot of girls, like, they're in the shower, they're riding a bike. Oh, she used to ride horses. I bet maybe she had one. A lot of girls are riding oh, horses. Has this been cleared by your family? No, nope, I don't care be... anymore. Oh, I no. decided that we have our own relationship. And they're going to be at dinner tomorrow night? All Stop these it. People? Just listen. Oh, no. No, no. It was a good conversation. Okay. I said, listen, I realize that I, I said masturbation. It never occurred to me to masturbate until I was older. Maybe you already have. You don't have to answer. Her face turned red. Oh, I said, but all I'm saying is what I talk about is women experiencing their own pleasure and how I was socialized was that it was all about men's pleasure and making them feel good. And since she's like a junior in high school now, I just thought that she should just know that sex isn't just about it being empowering her. Right. And I said, that's all I'm going to say. And she's like, okay, pass the bread. That was the topic. So I've been thinking a lot lately about educating. Like I want to do something or write another book in my spare time. But I think that parents are still very confused about how to talk to children about sex. I'll tell you, how I first learned about sex when after you'd read your spot. Okay. It's kind of controversial. Ooh, when we yeah. come back, how Anderson became <laughs> the pervert he is today. Hey, I'm not. You're not. Married okay, Gwen. Mm. I just want to thank you all for listening to the show and supporting my sponsors because I always want to help you have the sex life and relationship you deserve. And there's a lot of you out there, a lot of men, who just don't last as long as they want to in bed. Perhaps you're a little premature. Uh, you come maybe in a minute or two, or you just like, you know, there's an orgasm gap. Women could take 20 to 40 minutes and you might ejaculate in eight to 10 minutes. And what do you do there? Right? So I'm going to tell you about Promescent. I've been talking about it for years and two years now, and you guys are loving it. I've never heard anyone say anything bad, just that it changed their sex life. It's promescent.com. And one in three men does actually suffer from premature ejaculation. But again, if you, if you just want to last longer, it's a quickly absorbing delay spray allows you to have the sex you want. You put it on your penis. You wait 10 minutes. She doesn't even have to know you're using it because it doesn't transfer to her and you'll last twice as long. So it's the only FDA-approved treatment for lasting longer. Check it out, promescent.com, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Check it. Back in my okay. day, we used Coke. So it's nice to know there's an actual uh, product. Guys now. do that. And they, you know what they do? They take Coke and then Viagra. Yeah. Yeah. We'll double up. Okay, guys, just double buy Promescent. Okay, so why did you become a pervert? I did not become a pervert. Sorry, I'm not a you pervert. masturbated. What I'm a you perverted saying? man. Uh, no, so I'm the oldest of four, and my mom, my dad's psychologist, and he had some funny ideas. And my mom, I don't know. I think that they both just wanted to avoid it. I don't know whose idea it was. I was very young, but it actually came up on that show that I do, The After Disaster. I had forgotten. I, I he has a I podcast blo- called The After Disaster. I guess I blocked it out, Emily. But this is in, there's a book you may have heard of it called Show Me. No. Oh no. Yeah, it's a book. It comes out. I've learned since. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Come, came out of Germany. There's been a couple different uh, editions. Now it's like considered child porn because they have actual like prepubescent and teenagers in there. And it's a big picture book and it's all black and white pictures. And it has like a really uh, like young people talking about their private parts. And then it has like teenagers and then like a mom and a dad. And it shows them actually penetrating. And then it shows that's it was where an a baby, educational book. That's where a supposedly. baby comes from. Yeah. And then there's like an old, really old man who's like the grandpa and he's naked in it. it and, uh, 
Did my, you find it on your dad's shelf or they gave no, it to No, they you? gave it to us. It was oh. like a Christmas gift one year. And uh, my little brother, who's two and a half years was younger than me. Was that birthday that you, no one showed up? No, it was, that would have been, that was yeah, different. Okay. I was probably like 10 years old. My brother was probably like seven, seven and a mm-hmm. half. We were too young to have this. And then my little sisters got their hands on it. We were too young to have this stuff. But, you know, it was the 70s. So it was a different time. Right. And I remember like I, I, it popped up like years later and like it was all colored in. Like one of my siblings was like draw, using it as They're a coloring like, book oh, look at all around these... the vagina, like purples and greens. I think it really fucked some of us up. Really? And now I, I actually looked it up, and there was a new edition of it not too too long ago <laughs> from God. the 90s, and it said, show me, now with AIDS. Like, I guess they oh, incorporated AIDS into it. I mean, I would, I'm sure I would some love of to hear from the parents. I'd love to hear from some of the parents here. What have, What are the show good books me. that you that you give to your parents, uh, you give to your parents, give to your kids? Because I just feel like a lot of parents, no matter how liberal they are, they just don't have a place to go for it. That'd be good to have on your on your uh, website as a resource too. Yeah, I know. I'm going to start a resource page. I'm relaunching yeah. the whole website. People, soon. not show me, show me. Not, not show me. One. Well, when I didn't have an orgasm in college, and I realized at 19 that they even existed, right. um, my mom gave me a book called "For Yourself" by Lonnie Barbeck, and that's still a really good book. It's all about female masturbation and touching yourself and stuff. And there are a few good books out there, but I was like old enough. But there there should be like an app for kids. I'm going to invent that. Or like a little, like a, like a story, like a Mother Goose type story where like a little girl is like looking for a leprechaun or something, you know, something that she doesn't think exists. It's and a then leprechaun, she finds but it. then I found a penis. Or like a unicorn. Right, exactly. That's and a good she idea. she finds it and it's Speaking an Speaking of apps, I forget, sorry, I forget to mention that I have an iPhone app. That's awesome. And it's called Kegel Camp. Kegel Camp. And I and I forget to mention it because we actually, it's been out for four years, but we re-released it recently. And it's only for iPhones now. And I'm really sorry because I get emails every day. They're like, why the hell is it only for the iPhone? It's because I need to be able to get a Droid developer to right. do it. It's expensive and I want to do it. But it, doing your Kegel exercises regularly, men and women, it will change your sex life. It'll help you last longer in bed, have stronger orgasms, helps men with prostate health, helps women with urinary continence when you sneeze and you pee, which happens when you get older and mm. you have kids. So yeah. check it out. You'll love it. You can time it. So here's the thing. Doctors tell you to do them. No one remembers to do them. So you set a reminder and every day at 1130 a.m. I do it for five minutes. Time for Kegel Camp. Okay. You get excited every time? I do. Time for and now we're camp. having a Kegel Camp contest in our office, which is a really good time in my Kegel office. or Kegel? Kegel, Kegel. It's all the same. Um... It's Kegel or Kegel. It's really like tomato, tomato. Okay. Hi, Emily. I listen to your podcast and I love it. I love your no shit attitude. It makes me laugh. I am currently in a committed long distance relationship, but recently I bought myself a rabbit vibrator. I've never used a dildo before and obviously I know what you're meant to do with it, but other than porn, what can you do to get yourself ready to use it? I don't want to be all weird in my house alone using it and definitely don't want to hear porn noises while I'm using it. What can you suggest? Thanks again. Love the podcast, Claire. Hmm. So here's the interesting thing, Claire. You said that you're in a committed relationship um, and that you you don't want to hear porn noises. And I'm wondering if it's because you've roommates. So my first thing was like put in headphones. If it's because you don't, but like if you just don't like the sound of porn, it makes you uncomfortable, then that's not the right answer. But if it is about using roommates, just put in some headphones, like some really good headphones and listen to porn. Um, but it is a good point because for many men, masturbation comes easy. They're not like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to plan it? But for women, masturbation is still kind of like you need to get into the mindset. So much of orgasm and pleasure and understanding your own body has to do with getting to having this time alone for masturbation. So this is a great 
question because you do need to get ready to masturbate. Like guys can just be like, I've got five minutes to turn on the porn, whip down your pants in front of the computer and you're done and you're out the door. And women, we have to get our brain there first because our brain is our largest sex organ, which I say all the time. And it's true because if our mind is distracted and we're thinking about our to-do list and we're thinking about, you know, all the other things going on in our head or am I not going to orgasm? It won't happen. So first, um, if you're worried about the sound traveling, like I said, put headphone ins. If porn is just not your jam and you want to mix it up, I'd say first, you're in a long distance relationship. Why not FaceTime or sext or Skype with your guy? That's a no brainer. What you don't you, you don't agree? No, it's good, especially if it's long distance. You got to you got to do stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, you guys can do Just that be once careful a week. With him though, make sure that you trust him. He's not going to be screen. Yeah, make sure he doesn't screen grab it. So that's something to do too. Sharing. Also, yeah, posting. I know. Well, they're long. You know, I think that's just fun. It could just be foreplay. And again, if you're a little weary about him seeing you you guys could just kind of like talk dirty about it and you could be like hey you could have him warm you up for it and tell you how hot you are and then turn it off and then masturbate it's not like he has to watch you but you could do some kind of like foreplay like you're together talking and then shut off the facetime or go all the way and research does show that women who fantasize during sexual activity are more likely to orgasm and they consider themselves more orgasmic so what you could also do if you're a reader you could read erotica there's a lot of great erotic out there, like the classic ones are like Story of O, Life of Catherine M, Rachel Kramer Bustle. She also makes some great like modern day porn, um, modern day erotica. Rattling these off. These are your favorite authors? Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 those are two. Story of O uh, is by Pauline Regal or whatever her name is. It's been around for a long time. And Cat- Story of Catherine M, those are ones been around classics and I still think they're great. But Rachel Kramer Bustle also... Um, She's been writing it like she's more modern day. But here's the thing. You might want to listen to it, too. I love listening to erotica because, like, if I'm reading, like, I sometimes I just want to hear it. So, again, put your headphones on and listen to some erotica. Huh. Um, and just because here's another thing. Another important thing for you, Clara, might be to set the mood. Just like when you're having sex, light candles, make an erotic playlist, take a bath, pour a glass of wine, romance yourself. And I know this may sound cheesy to you. But, again, once your brain is ready and you're in the mood, and you've turned off your goddamn cell phone and gotten all those worried thoughts out of your head, you'll be more likely to have a good time with your new rabbit vibe. Another thing I want to mention about the rabbit vibe, oh, also stick with the water-based lubricant. It's always great to add lube when you masturbate. What's the other base? Oil? Silicone. Do they sell that? Yeah, silicone. Everyone I talk to always says water-based. Always water-based. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because lube comes up a lot on the show, and you know I always am a huge fan of lube, whether you're masturbating, whether you're sex, every every nightstand in the world. In the world. Um, But here's silicone lube. I think that water-based lube had a really strong PR team about 10, 15 years ago when everyone was bashing silicone lube, that it was really bad for vaginas. And, you know, it is true that you have to be careful and you have to buy, you know, this might cost you 20 bucks for a bottle of really, really good lube. Like, I love System Joe. I love um, Uber Lube. I really Hmm. like Pure, P-J-U-R. You can get these all at adamandeve.com. Use code Emily. Um, The thing is, is that, the thing about silicone is that if you're having sex with a committed partner um, and you and with condoms, you used to think it was going to break down condoms. The thing about silicone is it lasts longer. Water-based lube, you have to keep reapplying. Oh, it's like when I get my car oil changed. I exactly. always say synthetic. Right. Well, no, this, this is good. Lube. You want to get like a good one, though. It you goes don't twice get, as long. Yeah, it lasts twice as long. You don't have to keep reapplying it, and it feels really good. So yeah, if you're masturbating, that. you can rub it on your nipples. Uh-huh. You can use it with your toys. This is the, this is the, the latex. Silicone. Silicone. Silicone lube. So I just named some brands I like. Also, go to sexwithelmy.com, click on the Good Vibrations banner, and you'll see my store, and it has all these lubes in there that I like. But 
What? You were saying Waterloo. Well, I'm just saying Waterloo because they say with silicone toys, Uh you should not use silicone silicone and But then lately people are like, oh, so with toys, you should stick to water-based. But then other people are saying, oh, no, it doesn't break it down. So I don't know what to tell you. What stains least? I guess water-based, water-based stains waste, right? yeah. But yeah. silicone doesn't really stain. It depends. And you know what, people? If you're worried about staining, squirting, or messy during sex, put a goddamn towel down. Mm-hmm. Have a beach towel, one of those big ones by your bed you don't care about, and put it down. So, you know, whatever. But I like silicone lube when I'm with a partner because, and during masturbation because it just it feels good and it lasts longer. Bottom line, water-based is just safe if you ever if you get yeast infections or whatever, get like a good water-based lubricant. But this is what I want. And, and then again, the, my final point to you, Claire, is remember to relax and focus on your body and how it feels. So if you find your mind wandering, go back to the sensations. Here's something else I have to bring about the rabbit vibe. I've given a few friends and I've had a few emails about this that they really want to find their G-spot. And a rabbit vibe or a G-spot vibe is a great way to do it if it hasn't happened to yet during intercourse, which BTW, for a lot of women... It doesn't. Like the penis doesn't hit them right. They don't really know what it feels like. Maybe it's uncomfortable. So here's the deal. The And I've done lots of shows on G-Spot Orgasms, which you can listen to. But I'm just going to bring it up again because this is a question came from a friend which I thought would have known this and she didn't. So I'm telling you all. It really helps women to have a G-Spot Orgasm when they first have a clitoral one. So if you're used to having a clitoral orgasm, have that first because once your clitoris, you have that orgasm, the whole area becomes engorged and the blood rushes and you're more easily able to find your G-spot because it becomes more plump. Mm. Do you hate these words? I'm, I'm and plump. really not enjoying the engorged I knew and plump. you wouldn't like engorged. Yep. But it's true. The blood's rushing. And so once you have it, it's easier to have the G-spot. Good luck, Claire. Have a good time. Get Did engorged. You... Romance yourself. Drink yeah. some wine. Just like chill out. Yeah. You know, like I didn't have a G spot until I'd used a toy. You, it, you grew a G spot. I had a G spot. I didn't have a G spot orgasm right. until I used a toy, and then I transferred that knowledge into sex with the penis. Does it upset you that I don't believe that you have a G spot, or that ever, anyone does? I really don't think so. What do you think? It's fake. Yeah, like that unicorn. I don't believe in it. Why? I just don't think it's because your wife doesn't have one. Uh, I'm very good. Never met anyone who has one. Well, I don't care what you think because you don't have a vagina. It's true. So it's it doesn't good really point. matter. I don't believe that you have a big penis. Oh, you shouldn't. Just kidding. I don't you know. I'm so sorry. Hey, you know, I don't want to insult you. I heard a uh, study on the radio the other day. Tell just, me. Just looked it up. I don't like this one at all. It says 72% of women admit that they fantasize about another man while having sex with their partner. Don't really? like it. It's very upsetting. Why? Because you thought that men were the only ones who did that. I every time that I, when I was in committed relationships, I would never even dream of it with my wife. But like I was like start to like you know if I was having a little issue or you know I wasn't really feeling the other day, I would start to like you know drift in that direction, and then I would feel such shame and guilt for doing that because that's so wrong. I would always snap back to the person I was with. Or right, you're a good man. But now that I learned that seventy two percent of them were thinking about Billy down the street, that pisses me off. I don't know who did the study. I mean, yes, Check. I believe that a lot of women. Do that, and men. I don't do that. I'm just in the moment. This is the thing. I just try to be in the moment, but I think men do it and women do it. I don't think that they're, I think that men and women are very similar in this way, that sometimes they just need to think about something else. And you've been with someone a while. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Let me ask you. What? Yeah, I know a lot of women, they, they don't think about anything in particular. They just think about like kind of inanimate objects. Yeah. And I've Weird heard stuff. like a pumping floating, gas, I told you. I'm yeah, the pumping gas thing was really weird. Em. But yeah. there is at least a phallic thing going into the hole there. But like uh, I've heard, like a floating, like dark figure above them is what you think about when you when you're kind of looking for that. Uh, I think that home. women think of more of like I think 
Well, when you, let's say in the past, pre-wife, right. when you would find yourself thinking of a, was it a particular instance that you actually experienced with a woman or was it just some woman you saw at the store that day? It'd be like usually a past girlfriend. Right. And yeah. Something that happened, like something that really happened or just yeah, your face? Yeah, usually, usually I would just, yeah, go back to the Rolodex, but it, yeah, I, like I would insert job. somebody else. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's common. You know what? If that's what gets you there and you're with a partner, don't feel guilty about it. You know, I just think that sometimes, because great sex is about variety. Variety is the spice of life, and mm. variety is the spice the, of your sex life. The studies out of the University of Vermont, it does go on to say that uh, actually it helps committed relationships go on longer because you you can fantasize about going across the line, but you don't cross the line. But still, I mean, I would I would feel, feel super guilty if I did that, especially in my marriage. I know. You're a good man, and I just think every once in a while if someone else pops in your head, George Clooney or whoever your girl is. I don't think George Clooney would pop in my head. No, but I'm He's just saying, actor. you guys, don't trip on it. If that's what gets you there Get sometimes, mic, not kid. every time. Get on that mic. I don't know, and I just heard that my mic was, I was so, like, what am I doing? You got so was, calm and confident over there. You're just like drifting off I the mic. I forgot about the mic. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good way. 72%, who knows? And is that every time? Is that 72% in their lifetimes have? have? Yeah, I know. I, 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 I never have, really. I never have because I'm usually enjoying the sex of the person You're I'm thinking with. thinking about Chevron and, and Mobile too much. To no, I was just saying, we had a love line. Love line is a show that I'm on on Thursday nights. Anderson is a sound engineer. If you haven't heard of it, you can download the podcast. I'm a technical producer. Tec- what did I call you? Sound engineer. That's the same thing. I don't know where you are. He's just in charge. He's I'm, been here for I'm a long here. time. I yell at people. But it's also a really good podcast, um, and you could download it. I'm on every Thursday night, so that would be the Friday podcast they would download, Anderson? Yeah, yeah. You look for the fr- Actually, you know what? It shows up Sunday night at midnight. Oh, okay. Posted, so download so that. Morning. It's fun. But we you know, we take callers, and it's with Dr. Drupinski and Mike Catherwood. You can start your your week with uh, with M on the show on Mondays. Yeah, if you, if you can't get enough available. of me, I have yeah. two podcasts a week. But, you want to, but the point is, last week, we do this thing called Open Forum. For 30 minutes, and we always ask people, what is the strangest thing, or what, what do you think of the strangest thoughts you've ever had during sex? And I said, it's so weird, because sometimes when I'm about to orgasm, like, weird, like, images will pop in my head, or, like, all of a sudden I'll think about, like, oh, this phone call I had today, and, like, a to-do item, but then sometimes I'll think about, like, pumping gas, like, I'll be at the gas station, but then I realize how phallic that was, so maybe it's not that weird, but, you know, they have weird thoughts during sex, that's why we brought that up, just to give you a little more explanation. Most women would think about like the, that the attendant at the gas station that they used to have back in the 60s and 70s, maybe coming over and go, would you like me to check your oil, miss? I was just thinking about banal tasks pumping uh, my head, pumping my head. Like, getting groceries, head. buying crackers. Yeah, and I'm Jeez. like, what are you doing? You're about to have an orgasm. But it's almost <laughs> like it, it stops me. It's almost like I'm about to get there, and my brain goes, not so fast. Right. Think about your la- dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. Messes me up. But then I get there anyway. Okay, dear Emily. My boyfriend of four years and I have decided we need to try and spice things up in the bedroom. Think about another dude. No. We're having a hard time coming up with something that will really wow us and keep us on our toes. Also, he wants to have a threesome with another man. What? And I don't know how slash what I should think about it. I'm open to all ideas. Thanks, Shelby. How old? How long? We don't know. And at first I thought of Shelby a guy because all the Shelbys I know are guys. So I'm like, maybe. Yeah, but Shelby's. You know Shelby girls? I know Shelby I'm assuming girls. it's a girl. So I'm just going to assume it's a girl. But at first I thought it's a guy. So here's the thing, Shelby. It could be a gay dude. Yeah, They're but I think he would guy. say. I think he would say. So I'm assuming it's a man who wants it with another man, which is which is pretty big because a lot of women it kind of get the short end of the stick because it's always like a female, female, male threesome because that's the guy's fantasies. Most guys aren't like, oh, you know, unless he's into cuckolding and wants to see with another Sounds guy. Sounds like you might be. I mean, on, as a straight guy, the only reason why you want another guy there is because you're in the cuckolding. Or you think that it would be really hot to see your girlfriend get off with somebody that's else. cuckolding. But that's more like I want to, no, cuckolding is when you want to watch another man bang your wife right. or partner and yeah. you don't want to be part of it. But I think a threesome is more like we're both pleasing you. It's 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 a fine line. Demeaning. 
Not demeaning, just like we're both going to please you. Making your wife you. or girlfriend airtight with a stranger is demeaning. It doesn't, he's not even saying airtight, so just listen okay. to me. The thing about threesome, Shelby, is that it should only be done if you both agree on it. So don't feel pressured. And, and really, it's not the way to save a relationship. It's not the way to... It is a way to spice it up if you agree on the boundaries. And you agree on, like, this person can't kiss this you. This person can't sleep over. Like, you have to discuss what it's going to be like. And what might help you... If you're not so into it, because it's a totally foreign concept, you might want to talk about, like, how would it go down, you know? And you could also, what's helpful is next time having sex, you could start, like, talking about it, like, dirty talk. Like, he could be like, hey, so right now that guy's, like, going down on you, and I'm, or is, like, you know, spanking your ass, and I'm having sex with you. Or you start, like, picturing it in your mind before actually doing it. Um, and if you want to do it, I'm saying if you want to, but if you don't want to be pressured into it, don't do it. But I would find out more about what, how he thinks pictures it say like what do you think about this other guy what's he doing exactly because maybe you don't have enough information maybe he doesn't know. and maybe the way he explains it to you might turn you on but if the way he's thinking it doesn't don't feel pressured into it there are plenty of other things you can do to spice it up which is what she's asking i'm a huge fan of bondage and not in the 50 shades of gray way in the sense of i mean not that i'm not into that but i'm not telling you have to go out and buy a bunch of stuff you can use a necktie that's their tagline are you curious right and a lot of people out. clearly are because it, it's a bestseller and right. everyone's read it. So if you just use a blindfold while, like, he's teasing you and he blindfolds you or you tease him, it amplifies the sensation. So anytime you take away one, like, eyesight, the did sense, you know this? Yeah. Everything yeah, else is heightened. Of course, yeah. I work with blind kids. Right. I, I We've talked about children, this. Yeah. And so children. it could lead to more explosive sex. You could have like a thing of ice cubes by the bed. You can have one of my massage candles by the bed. It's hot, cold, and you could do little things to mix you up. And it's power play. You could do some verbal commands, tell your partner like, you know, what's kind of hot also is delaying sex. So what happens when you're in a relationship for a while, as you know. You get the routine. You get in the you rut. You rip each other's clothes off. Da, 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 I do this. I touch. I tweak, tweak, tweak. Pull, pull, pull. Boom, boom, boom. It's yeah. over. Same exact thing. And it's so freaking boring. But yeah. what really turns it on for women, and I think men, like, do you? does it turn you on to anticip- anticipation, prolong it, teasing? Yeah, it's the best. Really? The best. It's great. Even if she teases you? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of annoying. But I love teasing. Yeah. Right? Like, like you would, like, go. I'm married, though. I don't know what I'm talking about. Dude, you had a pre-married life. Yeah, you go all around, everywhere. But can we go back to threesomes for a second? Yeah. You got to be careful, though, Shelby, if you like this guy at all, if you really want the relationship to work. It's not going to if you have a threesome. Four years, right. Four years? Is that what she said? Why won't it work if they have a threesome after four years? I've been fortunate enough to find myself in the middle of a few threesomes in my life. And every time that I was in a relationship and we had a threesome, it ended within a month. But your relationship was on strong ground. Probably not. That's why we were even thinking about having the threesome. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or maybe she was Don't doing have it a to baby. have an excuse to, you know, be. Bothered. Was it her idea? Uh, it was always like friends of you know right. the girlfriend's friend. But then, when, but it, if it was just friends and there wasn't a relationship, it it worked out fine and there wasn't any weird feelings or anything. But if you actually four years, that's it's not going to last. It, you, the the odds are against you. I see. I disagree. Odds Only if they're very healthy about it. Um, How's your relationship doing that you had the threesome in? 
Is it still going strong? Mine? Yeah, yeah all of them, but they were always no, non-committed relationships. You're not in a relationship right Oh, true. Yeah. I'm not, well, by choice. Uh-huh. But I've had threesomes. Usually they're great when you're not all committed. But here's the thing. I know a lot of couples who do like it, but again, this takes, this isn't just like tomorrow night we're going to go over threesome. That's why I'm saying you need to discuss it. Make sure you're, like, you shouldn't have a baby to save your relationship, and you shouldn't have a threesome to save your relationship. I heard a story once, I'm sorry, where a girl was having a threesome with her friend and her boyfriend, and uh, it was going okay. You know, she was having sex with her boyfriend, and then when the boyfriend went to go have sex with her friend like you know complete the threesome uh she was watching them have sex she freaked out the girlfriend did and just punched her boyfriend right in the nose uh, yeah i mean and this started happens. bleeding all over the friend it was a scene i mean here's the thing shelby you might not be able to hand- I-, I can understand this a guy i'm with for four years like i don't know i haven't been in that situation where i've had to watch him have sex with someone else but again that's why i think talking it through maybe watching some threesome porn and if you're not ready for it that's totally fine but watch the threesome together talk about it during sex all that stuff so again don't jump into it. That's what I'm saying. Talk to him more about it. But I love that you want to spice it up because it's really important to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is. Yeah, I think so too. Righty. Um, bring a sex toy in. That changes it. Just bring a sex toy. Oh That's my like God, a, as good as I a know. Why didn't I even bring this up yet? I'm just so into all the amazing toys out there right now that are like rocking my world. We keep getting all these toys in the office. Um, well, we ta- we did a show a few if weeks ago. you had to give too. me one right now, what would you give me? For, yeah. for, for a couple sex? Yeah. I would probably give you, because it's a twofer, uh-huh. I would give you the, you know I love Jeju, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Mio uh-huh. penis ring. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because it's stretchy, one size fits all, right. and it fits around your penis. Uh, it's powerful. So. It hits her clitoris. Right. And it can also be used, like you can put, she could put her fingers around it and use it as a regular clitoral vibe during intercourse because it's small. Yeah. So, so it you can work with or without the man. Exactly. Yeah. And I, it's super powerful, rechargeable, waterproof, can and I, I love one? it. Can I get one? Oh, yeah. Do you want one? Yeah. I'll you never one. asked me for toys. I'll take one. Yeah, I like one. Okay. That's yeah. what I recommend. Summertime. And we actually just did a review a few weeks ago, which is really good. Um, it was our sex toy review show. You can find it on iTunes. And we did review a few, like the We Vibe Touch. I don't know if I told you this, but it was really cool that my... One of my new interns, I, she listens to this show actually and transcribes it, but it's funny because she... The night before, I was saying she'd never had a multiple orgasm when she was taking home this vibrator, and then she came in the next day. It, it was the Wee Vibe Touch. Was she touch. tired? She had five. She came in all like her hair was uh, disheveled. No, but she'd never had a multiple. I was like, listen, sweetie, because we all have limits, and we put limits on our sex life in our mind. We mm-hmm. think, I can't have a cheese pet orgasm. I can't have multiples. Guess what? She had five. Mm-hmm. It was a very proud day. For her and for, for, and for you, you felt like a proud mom. I did. Oh, I do feel that. like a mom. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so glad. Let's go for ten. Honey. Yeah. And we vibe was really happy. I'm like, guess what? Your touch vibe. And if not, I would. Rep- I would. The second one I would recommend is the we vibe touch. Not just because she had five orgasms, but also because it's a great. I don't know how your wife orgasms. You don't have to tell me. And you obviously won't. But a lot of women need extra clitoral stimulation, and I love the touch because it fits in the palm of your hand. She could use it. You could use it, and it cups right over her clitoris. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. Love it. Cups. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's got all it. I got time for now. Speaking of time. What? I don't have time for your show anymore. Oh, dude. The show's got to end. Oh, I'm so sad. Anything else? Know. How's Film Vault this week? Film Vault podcast. Film Vault's good. Rocking it? Yeah. This uh, this week I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Love and Mercy, that new movie about the, uh, Brian Wilson. Oh, yeah. The uh, singer for the Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Totally. Very interesting movie. I enjoyed it. How thoroughly. do you have time to see all these movies? I, it's a job. It's a job. You're right. I also, it is a I also job. saw Spy with Melissa McCarthy. Is that, oh, is that, that looked dumb. And I saw a documentary about the Iron Sheik. I'll be talking about all three oh, of I want to see it, but, but the spy, was it dumb? It uh, so You dumb. know, critics are loving this movie. I don't understand why. It was a waste of my day. I, I really I mean, did not see the enjoyment. I did not like. 
as a film buff, Anderson, mm. tell me if I'm right or wrong. This is a theory of mine. Any movie that advertises on the side of a bus is not good. Yeah, that was kind of the, the first clue that I... But I love the director and the, the, the writer, Paul Feig. He's the guy that did Bridesmaids, which is very funny. And The Heat last year I saw with Melissa McCarthy and uh, what's her name? I love the heat. Right. I saw it. I saw it twice. Sandra Bullock. Yes, thank you, Sandra Bullock. How the hell did I get that? It's pretty good. I'm really bad with names. I'm, me too. But I thought it, I thought it was gonna be funny. The critics were 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes for Spy, even though the billboards are oh, okay. atrocious. Yeah, and yeah. And it was R-rated. And I'm thinking this it's is like gonna Reese be funny. Like Reese Witherspoon, though, she's like oh, no. America's Sweetheart, isn't it? Or no. not something else. Yeah, that's different. This is Melissa McCarthy again and Rose Byrne. Oh, but yeah. wasn't there one with Jude Law? Oh no, there's one with uh, what's her face and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, you're thinking of Hot Pursuit, which is a very similar ad campaign, and I could not stand that. Actually, that's what I was saying on the film ball. I'm like, not since Hot Pursuit have I been so offended by an ad campaign, but I think Paul Feig, the director writer, might make a good movie here. Okay. I was disappointed. Did not like. Oh, not okay. funny. Well, check out the film vault. And um, thank you, Anderson. Also, I want to tell you all this that um, another thing I wanted to say above is that when you guys were asking about sex tips and a few of these, I have this book, which I don't talk about that often just because I forget. Show but- me. Hot Sex. Oh, Hot Sex. I love that book. Over 200 things you can try tonight. You can click on my um, website and get it, sexlemony.com. And the reason why it's cool is because it's a it's a beautiful picture book, but like it's illustration. It's hip illustrations. And you can just open it at any page, which I know that you've done and right. other couples have done. And you're like, let's try this tonight. And it really does give you two different positions. Sexual roulette. It's cool. Sex Hot roulette. Sex. You can get on Amazon, get on my website. What's the name of that sex book that's kind of like the Bible of sex books? The Joy of Sex. The Joy of Sex, yes. Yeah. That was also it, one of my early uh, precursors into the uh, the world of sex is looking through all those Asian art pictures of men and women having sex. Right. Very, Mine's they, much they better. Like Mine's wrestlers. cool, though. Mine's like this people... is like the modern day Joy exactly. of Sex. Exactly. And it's yeah. like $13, $15 bucks on iTunes. And also, one more thing about that. If you do happen to go to our website and buy it, you know what's really cool? If you bookmark my Am- I have an Amazon link to there. And if you buy a lot on Amazon like I do, if you bookmark that as your Amazon link, like, it won't change anything, but then it helps our show. We've got a couple percents of whatever you buy, percentage points of your sales, and that helps us. A lot of people do that. And then if you like the show, you can also review us on iTunes. And that's what I got time for. I love you all. Thanks so much for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, peoples, this is what I got to talk about. Summer is here. Are your balls and intimate areas ready for it? My intimate Caroline, Emily, and Tony. There is nothing else like down under comfort. Last year, we even sold out of it this time of year. And it's for men and for women. I actually gave it to a large-breasted friend the other day. And she is freaking out. She keeps posting about it because here's the deal with it. If you are a talcum powder person, baby powder, and you use it because you think it's going to stop sweating you, have you stopped sweating? I'm sweating you. Sweating you. It's messy. It gets all over the place. It never comes off your clothes. This is a cream that quickly turns into a powder, but not a powder messy powder. And it will stop you from sweating anywhere between your legs, on your balls, lower back, breast, summer. It's a light natural powder. It's a, The scent is for men and for women. It's a delicious scent. It, and it prevents sweat stains, chafing. And that not so fresh feeling. If you're like, God, I'm going to go see this girl. I got a date. Or you're thinking this is a woman. Your whole body's going to be fresh. You know, you can use it as a deodorant. And hygiene is the number one complaint for men and women. It gives you an extra layer of confidence. It does. It really does. And people are freaking out. Men's Health voted the number one product you didn't know you needed. And that will also help me continue to do my podcast. Because, and I wouldn't sell you stuff that's not awesome. So go to emilyandtony.com. Get that under comfort. Use code EMILY for 20% off your first order. Thanks, everyone, for listening.